0: hold up, hold up. Now, I understand that it's a, it's a challenge going on, but clean up your nasty house. I understand that your background, I understand, I understand it, but I understand you so excited that the Holy Ghost had to raise up the broom. It was nothing but the Holy Ghost. Clean up your nasty house. You know better. And clean the walls. Them walls looking so nasty, I can see grease on y'all floor. Grease. And you talking about, nah, baby. Um, I just want to try this challenge. Oh, my God. Clean up that nasty house. You know better. Look at me and go buy some pine salt.
1: Welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. I'm Doyen, aka Roxy's human. <laughs> I forgot. Did you put your
0: name on the thing tonight? Yes.
1: I forgot <laughs> to look. Oh, it only
0: it only comes up when you speak on my the view that I have. Like I didn't see exactly. it at first. You yes. are Roxy's human. That's who
1: you are now. <laughs>
0: like, you, you don't have any other like
1: designation <laughs> in life. No, I'm just her <laughs> human. <laughs>
0: When I was in high school, my mom had one of those, those shirts <laughs> <laughs> that all the cheerleader moms get. Yeah,
2: Because
0: yeah. <laughs> that's basically <laughs> all you are. Yeah. Anywho,
1: so, Doyen, what has been going on with you? To start while we're on the topic of Roxy, um, today it was cold and rainy outside, so I took her mm-hmm. outside and she was like no ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> so we went back in <laughs> and like I guess you don't have to go that bad cause you ain't trying to go <laughs> aww yeah
0: it's cold and rainy here too and it's literally like been storming all day mm. and it's supposed to continue till tomorrow like we ha- we're we under a flood watch
1: aww. Yeah, the weather was like really decent until right when it's time to leave and then it showed its mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> ass. Mm-hmm. So, what else has been going on? Um,
1: <laughs> I'm very proud <laughs> to announce oh. that Uh-oh. I binge watched The Oval, Tyler Perry's The Oval, in like <gasps> two to three days.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, oh was giving God. us, like, I just. These, these very, like, detailed notes, and I was like, right. what are you talking about? I
1: don't even know what, what you're talking about. Because I, like, <laughs> <So> I, <wanted laughs> I know you're not gonna watch it. So I wanted to share it anyways, because I know you're not gonna watch it. Yeah, but if
0: I'm not watching it and you're sharing it, I don't know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> uh, and some
0: of it still even gave me anxiety without me watching it, because I was like,
1: what? <laughs> it was just like, Tyler was like, I'm just gonna try some shit out and see how it goes. So, like, This dad, he, like, heard a girl, like, they're about to rape this girl. So he goes through and, like, kung fu fights. This whole group of niggas. And one of them has a gun, and he punches him in the stomach, and he drops a gun. And I'm like, that's not how any of this (laughs) works. Oh, my God. We still
0: have to watch A Fall from Grace. Don't watch it without me. Okay, because I really want to watch. It. <laughs> you you just tell me when and it's on. Okay, <laughs> except for Wednesdays because that's when we watch uh the Magicians. But mm-hmm. yeah, like I I, because I need to see it now. It's like yeah,
2: it's like I have to do it for the culture watch. now. Yeah,
0: yeah, you have to. <laughs> and I don't I don't particularly hate watch things, so I don't want to call it that. But yeah, it's like I feel like it's my black duty to watch a fall especially of during birth. Black
1: History Month. Um, Especially
0: during Black like, History Month. <laughs>
1: that's how I got on the Oval because Sling TV had a section of like Black TV shows and movies to watch. And they had it out there. And, there like, they um, watched every single bit of that show.
0: There's another Tyler
1: Perry show that's sisters.
0: relatively new. Sisters. Yeah. I feel so, like people
1: like Sisters. Most people like the Ovals too much.
0: People keep... <laughs> like I've had now 3 different people tell me I look like some girl on this show, mm-hmm. one of the one of the characters on the show. And I don't watch the show, so I don't know who they're talking about, but they're probably wrong. But mm-hmm. <laughs> most of most of the time when um people tell me I look like someone, most of the time to me I don't look like that person, but I get it if that makes sense. Mhm. But We have one Sora who I swear she spends all of her time finding doppelgangers for people. (laughs) (laughs) And every time Shelly sends me a picture and says that I look like this person, I really do look like that person. Like she if she says that I look that she saw somebody and I look like them, I trust her. Like most of the time she's telling the truth. (laughs) But yeah, I've had like three different people tell me that. Oh, you look like that girl. Do you watch that sister show? And I'm like,
1: no. There's so a now girl, i got to try to watch it to figure it out. <laughs> There's a girl that's running some ads for, like, um, apps without coding. And, like, four different people had told me. They were like, Well, I thought this was you for a second. She has dreads. Um, she's kind of curvy, has big titties. You know, kind of my shade of color. And people just were like, oh, yeah, that's, no, that's not going. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, that's not me. Like, I mean, I can see... If you're not paying attention, how you would think that's me, but it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that four different people had told me that. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, what are you drinking tonight, you? Um, So I went back to the Pinterest because I was trying to be more than basically. <laughs> um, so I made a cherry lime bourbon smash.
2: Ooh, um,
0: you made things.
1: Yeah. It wasn't that many ingredients. I mean it was supposed to be fresh cherries, but I was at the liquor store and I wasn't going to a grocery store. So I um just bought a, a jar of cherries and then yeah. muddled it into soda. So it was like kinda mm-hmm. cherry soda and then yeah. bourbon and then lime. I didn't follow um the amounts of bourbon it said to give. I think I added more. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> Yeah. So, is it good?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty really good. Does it, it kind like of bourbon. remind you of a cherry coke?
1: Oh, it's Not overly really.
0: bourbony oh. mm, Yeah, because I made it that way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> also, well, I learned that if you accidentally and prematurely rip the wax off of a Maker's Mark bottle, it's really hard to get off the top. <laughs> but we made it mm, with a knife. Mm,
0: good to know. Good to know. So now yes, she's
1: hiding in my closet again. Sorry.
0: So, um, <laughs> I really haven't had a whole lot going on, just more mm-hmm. work, um, more time with family. Um, that's really about it. I've been ripping and running a lot for work, so that really mm-hmm. makes me just want to do nothing on the weekend. So, this is how it's crazy in the south, right? So, mm-hmm. One day, it was, like, almost 70 degrees, mm-hmm. and then Saturday, we had, so well, Friday night going into Saturday, we had snow flurries,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it was like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? So, That's
1: how it was a couple weekends ago. <laughs> I mean, Texas. it was
0: like... right. And I mean, none of us are that surprised because we grew up in the South. We this is what mm-hmm. it does. This is why we stay sick. This is... <laughs> right. But I was just like, ugh. So I got out kinda I tried to get out kinda early Saturday and run errands and things and I didn't want to bump into, you know, a whole bunch of people. Mm-hmm. I did go to Bed Bath and Beyond, which I think I think my Bed Bath and Beyond is going out of business.
1: Oh no. Is everything on sale?
0: no we're not gonna get excited about this i love bed bath and begin and the lady in the store told me that it's a it's a the the national thing like she said that our store does really well but she Mm -hmm. doesn't know how much longer they're gonna be able to you know they're not doing enough to (laughs) keep everybody up and going so it's gonna be a top-down decision but yeah And I went in there and bought way too many things. I bought a new shower head (laughs) that I didn't need, but I didn't like the one I had. I had one of those like rain ones Mm -hmm. and I just didn't like it. Also, it really hit me in my face a lot and there wasn't a way to adjust it. Mm -hmm. So essentially what that meant was I could never do my lashes. Like I I couldn't do extensions. I had to just do a strip which is fine because I'm lazy. But, mm-hmm. you know, I like to have options.
2: <laughs> right.
0: So, um, anyway, as I told you all before, I am doing the intermittent fasting. So, I am, again, drinking another soda tonight. This is a gin and blood orange soda. And Ooh. I did a lot of cheating. <laughs> <laughs> as far as, um, yeah. I, I did not follow the directions at all. And we'll just leave it at that. But we've got yeah. some blood orange, we got some club soda, and we got some gin. <laughs> and that's all that matters. <laughs> that's all it <that> matters. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight, and I close my phone. Okay, tonight we have a review from. I hope I am pronouncing this right. Paleo. Mm-hmm. We're gonna say paleo. The forbidden apple. And Paleo says, "Funny with a message, really funny pod with a message for every episode." So glad I discovered this pod. The hosts are always making me laugh. Five stars, <laughs> Paleo. That's why we love you, okay? Because <laughs> that, that is why we love you. <laughs> and I mean, this is this is what we try to do every week. We try to give you a message because listen, we all trying to fix our lives. We're all trying to, <laughs> we're all trying to get it right. But we also want to make you smile because. Shit wild out here. <laughs> yeah. I get it, I get it.
1: <laughs> well thank you, Paleo, for um, your lovely review. So
0: Yes. I want to uh quickly just remind everyone to make sure you go onto either Stitcher or Apple Podcast and leave us a review. Mm-hmm. Rate us five stars because that's all that matters and the other ones don't work. And then we will read you <laughs> We will read, we won't read you. We will read your review live on the air. All right, all right. During last week's show, I think it was pretty clear that we had no idea what a caucus was versus a regular primary. So we reached out to our good friend, friend of the pod, and our expert at all things political, Robin, to help explain what a caucus is versus a regular primary.
3: Okay, let me see if I can shortly explain the difference between a caucus and a primary. So in short terms, a caucus is when everybody gets in a room and they debate it out. They decide who their candidate is and they try to get people to come over to their side. And the percentage of that room that votes for a particular candidate, that's the percentage of the delegates that ends up going to that candidate. For a primary, it is vote for vote. It's the way everything in life should be. One voice, one vote. So that's kind of the simple terms of what a caucus is um, versus a primary when it comes to presidential elections. Now, when you look kind of a little bit deeper into a caucus, picture it, Humphrey Coliseum or your local high school gym. And you've got names up on the wall of every presidential candidate and you walk in as a registered voter and you sit underneath the sign of your candidate. Then ding, bell goes off. People start to debate. You talk about your candidate, why your candidate is the candidate of choice. You try to persuade people to come over to your side. Some people may come. Some people may not. If you don't have at least 15 percent of the room, your candidate doesn't even count. So you either have to go over to another candidate's side or you stand there and you hold your ground and you try to convince people to come to your side till you have 15%. If you don't have 15%, like I said, you don't count. At the end of this hours of roundtable discussion and debate, we vote and we get the percentage of the room. Percentage of the room, that's the percentage of the delegates that go on to the national convention that end up voting for your candidate, which kind of rolls into the whole electoral college bullshit, but that's a whole nother day, whole nother subject. So when it comes to Iowa and why Iowa is so important, it was 1972, the Democrats decided they wanted to rework the structure of which state votes first. Iowa's picked, the caucus begins, the national media storms onto Iowa, all the candidates storm onto Iowa, and makes it just this huge event. The media then pretty much predicts the candidates. I mean, once the Iowa caucus happens and because of such, you know, huge press around the caucus, they can make or break a candidate. Most of the time, if you're in the bottom of the Iowa caucus, you drop out of the race. If you're in the top of the Iowa caucus, the media hypes you up and you become a front runner. Doesn't mean you're gonna win the nomination, doesn't mean you're gonna win the election, but you do become a front runner because the media said so. The problem with Iowa is huh, it's 93% white. <laughs> it means nothing to Democrats. It's actually absolutely ridiculous that Iowa is picked as the state for the kind of gate, the first gauge nationally of Who the front runner is or should be So that's one problem with the the Iowa caucus I know this year in 2020 There's been huge news about the Iowa caucus And what went wrong Because the Democrats decided that Hey, let's make it more available for everybody So let's create an app Let's create a phone system So we can have 10 pretty much like virtual precincts Um, So these virtual precincts And of course the app had problems Calling in had problems we get it, I understand. It was a shit show. It shouldn't be a thing anyway. <laughs> so that's that. Then of course your first primary state you have is New Hampshire. Um New Hampshire is huge because by law, by they, their state law, they are listed as the first state that can hold a primary. <laughs> Which means they'll always be first. New Hampshire, much like Iowa, majority white, doesn't gauge the election. South Carolina is the next state to hold a primary. They're going to give you a better view of kind of Democrats and what we're going to look like in the race at the end. Because there are more African-Americans, more Euro- more rural and urban communities within South Carolina than in Iowa and New Hampshire. Hopefully this kind of gives you a, a good little breakdown, gives you the difference between a caucus and a primary. Like I said, caucus, y'all gather up in a room, you vote, you debate. It's pretty much like hell debate club to be honest with you than more so of your classic your classic election. Um definitely hey I'm here. My name's Robin. Ask me questions. Send the girls at Poor Life Decision all your questions. I will answer them the best that I can and update you as soon as I can. Have a great day guys. So on to current events.
1: Um Florida man he called cops on the man he was robbing (laughs) So he said he called the cops to tell them he'd been shot at two times and then later on he admitted he'd stabbed this dude after robbing him so he met him on Grindr and realized he was a drug dealer so he wanted to make some money off of him so they met up at the victim's apartment and got into an argument. He, this is what the guy told the police. He said he punched the victim in the head and then grabbed a suitcase full of meth and hit him again before running out the front door. <laughs> this sounds like this is where Tyler Perry gets his like motivation from. <laughs> he gets his motivation from Florida man. Right. He just reads Florida man stories. Um, so the victim grabbed a knife and started to chase him. Um, so the guy. Yeah, this part is where it got like confusing. Really confusing, yeah. So the yeah. guy saw the briefcase at the victim again, and then a small gun fell out, and the victim dropped his knife, and then they fought over the weapons. And then as he was leaving, he got in his car to drive away, and as he was leaving, the man fired two shots at him and, and hit the windshield in the driver's side window of his car.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, really, the robber told on himself, and didn't have to, because right. the victim actually didn't tell on him. The right. victim just took himself to the hospital, let me get these stab wounds treated, he right. was like, oh yeah, somebody tried to rob me, but he didn't go into detail, so you would have been fine, you had you should have just taken yourself to an emergency room somewhere, other than mm-hmm. got go out of town, and, you know say somebody shot you and you don't know who it was listen people do it all the time I used to work in the emergency room now right. true enough when that happens police go and investigate but I'm just saying if the guy wasn't like having them out looking for you you probably would have been alright how you gonna call the police because the person you tried to rob shot but, you
1: but he doesn't even sound injured though cause he say he hit the front windshield and driver's window but didn't say it hit him <laughs> So, so why now you, you tell it for the sake
0: of telling. Right.
1: For why? <sighs> I don't get it.
0: Mm, mm, mm. It could have all been so simple. You didn't have to be a Florida
1: man story. You didn't have to right. be. Right. Good. What about your shit? We the suit <sighs> so, how you clue in her most white women's style is complaining about being called a white woman for defending America's Got Talent amid Gabrielle Union controversy. Like Thoughts and prayers. What do
0: you want me to say? Shit. Oh Mm. It really just annoyed me. Like, it annoyed me. And it's like, I don't know anything about Heidi Klum, but I can picture how she said it. It It's called a white woman.
1: Like, oh girl, okay. This is like the the white girls (laughs) called Becky that are crying about being called Becky. And I'm like, your life is so hard. (laughs) Poor you. The discrimination you face by being called a Becky. You're so
0: marginalized. Goodness. And it's like, People just don't know, and maybe, let me be clear, maybe she doesn't want to, but I just feel like people don't know how to be allies because you simply could have said, hey, I don't feel a hostile environment, but I take Gabrielle for her word. If that's how she felt, that was what happened to her. Like, people don't know how to be supportive but to be like yeah. no I've never no their system was the place best place on earth to work and, and you know she also said make that comment about you know they didn't tell her anything about her hair no shit girl like yeah. <laughs> it's just oh. yeah it just yeah. makes me angry yeah. I'm gonna put her in the what's the what's the goop lady Gwyneth Paltrow, goop lady.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna put her in the same box as I put the Goop lady. Cause... See,
1: she was cool until she broke up with Coldplay guy, and then she got annoying. <laughs> Cause her Beyonce <sighs> used to be cool.
0: Yeah, and she let her and Beyonce being cool make her think it was okay to send niggas in Paris. Mm. And when people tried to check her on it, she's like, "Well, it's the name of the song." Okay, bitch. You know what? Fine.
1: So Bye, I've been uh... done with her
0: ever since then
1: yeah. Heidi Kim. doesn't she have black kids? Yes! Yes! She was married to Seal, black ass! Right, so like...
0: Or might still, I don't even, they might still be married, No,
1: they're not, no, they're no, oh, okay. they're not together. <laughs> so, that was kind of yes. what I stopped fucking with her when <laughs> she had Not to say kids. that, like, Seal probably also was in the wrong, but I don't, I like Seal more than her, so. Agreed. (laughs) Anyways, yeah, so sorry, white woman. Not sorry. Not sorry. sorry. (laughs) So, um, Erica Badu is going to release a fragrance that smells like her (sighs) vagina, which her rational is not wrong. So, (laughs) she talks about how, like, you know, niggas love. She says her pussy changes me. Uh, the man that she fell in love with, and fell in love. With I mean, her changed jobs in life. So I'm like, the rationale is not wrong.
0: <laughs> if you think about the men, the only men that I know of that she's dated are the ones that she has children by. And when you mm-hmm. think of what each one of those men, she she really did do something to him. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. I think what was funny to me is like um. Girl, don't you remember Strange? Like, this has been done before?
1: No, <laughs> <Like, laughs> oh my god, that's like one of my favorite like scenes of Boomerang. And there's I no, know. like, gifs of it, and I'm like, somebody has to make some gifs of this. Oh,
0: there are some gifs. See, that's the problem. You were looking for gifs. That's why That's why you didn't <laughs> yeah. see none. There are
1: some gifs. <laughs> I'm not doing this with you. But please send them my way. <laughs> okay, okay. Because I posted them in another group chat
0: when they sit when they this story to me initially, and I was like, excuse me? This has been Mm -hmm. done before, (laughs) ma'am. I remember being a little girl watching Boomerang. I mean, I wasn't that little, but I was young. And I had, I didn't understand what was going on. (laughs) I I was like, like,
1: (laughs) that thirsty dude in the board meeting. (laughs) (laughs) Smelling her panties.
0: (laughs) I don't know what it means, but it's provocative. <laughs> Anywho, big ups to Erica. And one thing she did say, she was like, you know what? Um, Y'all won't cover my music, but y'all covered this story about my vagina. So, and I was like, you know what, girl? Yes. yes. Now, there have been some reports that she's trolling us, but I'm just here to say, I don't really think she is
1: knowing Erica, and I hope she's not. The last paragraph cracked me up. Pancel had to wait for new music, though. The singer whose last full-length project was 2015's "But You Can't Use My Phone" mixtape says she is not focusing on music right now. <laughs> I don't know why that cracked me up. I was just like, "Oh no, okay." Erica's gonna yeah. give us what she wants What she wants. Was
2: that? Her last? I
0: guess it was. Yeah. I guess that mixtape
1: was her last. Yeah, I like
0: um, it. Project.
1: I'm singing it. Wow. Laughing. Wow. <laughs>
0: You know what? I, I'm tired of begging people to give me music. Just right. give me what you want me to have. That's just the way I'm gonna see it now, and, you know, I'll just get excited when the time comes. Shit.
1: Yeah, it's just like, at least she's like, she's not focusing on music right now, unlike Rihanna, who lied and told us we were getting the album in 2019, <laughs> and it's a whole 2020, a second month of 2020, and yet here we are without an album.
0: I fully believe
1: that she had that album rating it's ready mm-hmm. it's been
0: ready it was probably ready back when she said but i don't know y'all kept bothering them, right see i'm my business
1: so i thought this was cute but it's also a really great idea <laughs> this I mean, couple yes. of asian couple, and so they live in singapore and they had just returned from a trip to china And nobody wanted to go to their wedding because of coronavirus, especially because he is from the territory where like coronavirus is like hitting really big. Mm -hmm. And so they just live streamed their wedding. I'm like, that's perfect. I could do that at home. (laughs) I could do that in a small room. (laughs) I don't have to invite all of y'all to feed y'all. And And I don't have to feed y'all.
0: I thought this is a good idea. I only have to get dressed from the waist up. It's like... Right. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I just thought this was a really l- nice, lighter side of this really serious epidemic predicted yeah. to be a pandemic uh, thing we've got going on here. So I just thought it was really cute that they decided we're going to lie. And hey, it's 2020. Like, right. we're supposed to be doing things like that now.
1: Right. It's a great idea. I know have to live stream to too. <laughs> and I have I a...
0: Expect, I, I expect you to send me my food
1: then. <laughs> how about... No. <laughs> <laughs> how about if you are on the live stream list, you get to buy me a cheaper present. And then the people who had to show up have to buy me expensive presents. <laughs> no. <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, we will talk
0: about that. I am befuddled, but okay. <laughs>
1: um, I'm just trying to tear it out. You know? I, I anyway. hear you. I hear you. <laughs> so this is funny because I used to have a coworker named Alexa, and this was after, uh, after my company had bought us all Echoes. And so I feel like when we first started talking to her, we were kinda of like, Alexa, do this. <laughs> like, you know, we had to like calm down and step back and be like, okay, don't aggressively say her name. Just aggressively yeah. say your Echo's name. So this mom um said that Alexa or Echo Dot or Echo products has ruined her six year old's life. So other kids <laughs> Or constantly bullying her and treating her like a servant, <laughs> and I'm like I get it, cause like I said, like just talking with my old coworker, like we used to be like kind of forceful in how we said the thing, and it wasn't like we we're like mad at her. It was just how we were used to saying that word. <laughs> but also kids are rude and they're used to like you know kids logic is very flawed. <laughs> And so they're used to telling this other thing what to do. And now they see a whole person. And so they're like...
0: I mean, they're just being they mean. That's such... just the bottom yeah. line. But <laughs> the shit is funny. Like, right. it's funny. <laughs> like, lady... Right. Like, why do you think Jeff really cares about? You know... <laughs> I just... Some people, and you know what type of people I mean... <laughs> I'm just so awed at their entitlement. You right. think this man really give a fuck about you?
1: Baby. I, hate I hate it for her baby.
0: I hate it that her baby is getting picked on, and I want them to, I want her to talk to her baby about how to handle that, because right. if she makes a scene, the kids are going to keep doing it. So, like, I want her to talk to her baby about how to handle that. But, girl, why do you think Jeff Bezos care? He don't care. Right. He don't even care about his wife. That's why he's single. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if he gonna break me off with that type of payment, I, I, he cannot care about me, too. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. also, so, this weekend, I was trying to teach my Echo how to say my name because I hate the way she says it. <laughs> so, she says, <laughs> like, she gives a lot of emphasis on my name and she goes <laughs> so I was trying to teach her how to say it and at one point she goes hmm I don't think so and I said <laughs> I, I mean like y'all yeah, it was like I was talking to a real person cause I was washing dishes I spanned around and I said Bitch, I do <laughs> and, she, and she said well okay good night." <laughs> I was so Mad! I was so mad, and then she said it again uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. But this time she said my name like with a Spanish flair. I do- mm-hmm. I just don't know what she's doing. I don't know, and I give up.
1: Right, I give up. I have not tried to teach her how to say my name. I don't really care. Yeah, it was making me angry the way she
0: was saying it. It's like you're supposed to be my servant so say it right.
1: <laughs> See. That's our problem is we think that they have servitude to us. <laughs>
0: I'm going to continue to think it. <laughs> I even mm-hmm. changed my Siri. My Siri's voice is um I have it as a British English voice. <laughs> mm-hmm. I had it I had it on the African English but I felt bad about that so I switched it to the British English yes. because I feel like my personal assistant is a little
1: blonde girl that I can boss around yeah my Siri is South African and she be fucking up the pronunciation of everything <laughs> <laughs> it was like turn right on LaVilla to drive I'm like Lavalita
0: I- <laughs> But sometimes it's names that are like easy, like, because regional names, okay, I get it. But
1: sometimes mm-hmm. it'll be like Capital, and she'd be like, Capital. <laughs> what are you talking about? Or like, <laughs> it'll be like Houston, but it says Houston because it's a right. in New York called Houston. Right. And I'm like, but girl, you know in the South is Houston. Right.
2: You know where we are. <laughs>
0: Exactly. So anyway, sorry to that mom. <laughs>
1: right. Don't care. Um, also, so Victoria Fuller, it's funny because I was just catching up on The Bachelor. Uh, it's weird that this article says apologize when I, mean, I don't feel like she really apologized. She did but, not. Um, this girl um, was in a White Lives Matter campaign. She is like kind of a model-y looking person. But she, she also in... doesn't
0: look white to me. Hmm.
1: Maybe spicy white, but or like I... a s- Hispanic
0: her hair looks textured, and it looks like her hair looks textured, which is why I was like, "Girl, what you, what you doing? You're not white." <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I can I, see I like a, a bit of Hispanic heritage, mm-hmm. maybe. There's another girl there. She's from... It's just funny to me. Her name is Sydney. Sydney. She's from Birmingham, Alabama. Her mom is blonde hair, blue-eyed, white. Her dad is Dominican and black. But her dad does not come around. (laughs) And she's like, people used to make fun of me because I was mixed race. But she doesn't look mixed race. She's like... She's like on the uh, Meghan Markle level in mixed race, gotcha. <laughs> where you can't gotcha. really tell. <laughs> and I was like, "Who, who's making fun of you?" <laughs> like, but it was growing up in the South, so you never know. But <laughs> I was just like, "You don't really look that black at all." <laughs> but this is funny to me. But um, back to this girl. So she was like. She started off with saying, "I'm sorry if you or anyone else's feelings were hurt
2: uh, uh,
1: that's, not how. that's not how it goes, <laughs> but then she later on was like, "I definitely see how this could be offensive. I apologize immensely, Blah bloody blah blah, blah blah, yeah,
0: I just don't believe you girl. I don't believe you. you were in a white lives matter campaign. you knew what you were doing, <laughs> and yeah. that's that on that." I don't even watch The Bachelor, so I have no idea who she is or any of these people. But, uh, yeah.
1: Well, yeah, so, basically, they were taking pictures. It was a group date, and they are all taking pictures. And, um, one of them would win a photo shoot in the cover with the guy on a Cosmo. So, Cosmo did have to apologize, because she won. Yeah. Because she was like making out with him during the group photo and they're like, Oh, we yeah. like that. Yeah. And so they're like, No, <laughs> we like Black Lives Matter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I didn't we just watching you to know.
0: I saw that Cosmo was like, uh girl, we support Black Lives Matter. I'm like, Yes, mm-hmm. Cosmo, do your thing.
1: Right. <laughs> so Yeah, like we yeah. enjoy black dicks. Please don't <laughs> cut <to> us off. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I like the Cosmo. Exactly. dude. was like, oh no, girl. Like, <laughs> we're exactly. not believing into that. Okay, right, so we're going to move on to the Oscars because that happened yesterday. And so, congratulations to Hair Love for winning the animated short film. And congratulations. That's pretty
0: much all we care about.
1: Story four. <laughs>
0: okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, happy for Parasite. Uh, yeah. I still haven't watched it, and I've got to watch it. I am I am very happy for Parasite. Happy for Hair Love. And uh, I don't have any other categories I want to discuss. I can move on to the fashions if you're ready. But if you have another category you want to
1: call out. Yeah, so I think Parasite... I think this was the year they decided that they were going to make Asians win. <laughs> Uh, it's funny to me because like I I said I wanted to watch Parasite I still don't really know what it was about I thought it was about like just this family that moves in to with this rich family and now people say it's a thriller and I'm like what is happening here so I need to rewatch the trailers and make sure that I actually want to watch the movie uh, okay yeah because <laughs> I'm like I don't fully know what this movie's about for me to be like I, okay let's go watch it I don't remember the trailer um
0: but I. It seemed like I remember people describing it as a thriller that has a lot of, like, dry humor. Is it? Well,
1: No, you didn't. No. Yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say? I was going to say, oh, God. I forgot what it was. It was a movie oh. with Thor in it. Recently. <laughs> I don't know. It <laughs> was, like, Clue with white people. Somebody
0: oh, white oh yeah, 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 yeah. I did not. Is that Knives Out?
1: Yeah, Knives no, out.
0: Knives out. Yeah. yeah. I did want to see that. I haven't seen it, but I did I really liked
1: it, so you should watch it.
0: It yeah. looks it looks fun.
1: <laughs> I'm going to wait for Parasite to hit the Amazon thing. Parasite. <laughs> Go watch it there.
0: <laughs> oh, um they did say that Parasite was going to come to HBO, and I think that they were going to Americanize it or redo it some kind of way, and that really just kind of pisses me off. I don't yes, really don't want do an it. Like, don't do that. Yeah. Leave it. If people... like, And I don't... I don't know for whose benefit that's for, because right. HBO runs foreign films all the time. Mm-hmm. And people who want to see a foreign film are going to be fine with reading subtitles. It's not a big deal. Right. So... Yeah, I don't know whose benefit that was for, but that's what they said this morning on CBS America, or CBS Good Morning. I got Good Morning America and CBS this morning confused, (laughs) but yeah, that's what I was saying that that they were going to Americanize it, and I thought, and as soon as they said that, I thought to myself, you meant whitewash, and
2: we're not (laughs)
0: interested.
2: (laughs) We're
1: not interested.
0: Okay. All
1: right. So, you Ready to let's talk about, about the, on fashions? To the fashions? I have so many notes. I want you to view all of the notes I have about. The oh fashions. well, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to start, I haven't left written podcast notes in like well over a year, but I have notes about these fashions because I wanted to make sure I didn't forget anything. Um, to start, Cynthia Ariza has been showing out at every single award show we've seen her
0: in. Listen. That is what I was saying in another chat. I was like, she ate this. And Mm -hmm. in all honesty, she has been killing it on every red carpet. Like she, I like, I am an equal opportunity, um, praiser. Okay. So Mm -hmm. while she may not be my favorite person, the girl is doing it and you cannot Mm -hmm. take that away from her. Like she looks great. She just, she hasn't missed, not once. And, and she's really a gorgeous girl. And she really has the like, because yes, you can wear a beautiful gown, Mm -hmm. but she also has like the attitude to pull it off. But it's not like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. She's got this confidence, but it's not cockiness Mm -hmm. and on the red carpet. And she just looks like an angel. I mean, she, she she hadn't missed. She has not missed. Um in contrast,
1: Billie Eilish continues to miss every single time. <laughs> you
0: know what? I I do not like people coming for Billie Eilish and I don't even like her like that. I don't I only know that one song that be on the radio. I don't listen mm-hmm. to her, but I guess because she just she's a be teenager. Looking how she look. <laughs> I guess because she's a teenager and she picked her own style and if that's her style, then okay. And if I'm not mistaken, she gave a reason, not for why she have to look so dusty, but she gave a reason for the baggy clothes. Mm-hmm. And it had a lot to do with like male attention that she didn't like at one point in time in her life and it made her uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I just feel like she that's her style and I'm okay with that. I mean I I wouldn't wear it, but when you see her, you know oh that's Billy Eilish. Cause you know, all the girls
1: kinda all them girls kinda look alike. But I know her when I see her. I guess I'm partially hating because I'm just trying to be famous and it just hasn't happened for me yet. And so like <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, um next up Janelle Monet. Her yes, yeah, her dress was gorgeous. It was
0: gorgeous. Gorgeous. Really beautiful. Joan of Arc. Mm I'm here to save the day. Just gorgeous. I loved it. Gorgeous.
1: Um Brad
0: Pitt. She really doesn't do too wrong either. Like she not only does she not do wrong, but she's not afraid to like try something different.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Brad Pitt who sanctioned him to like grow his hair back (laughs) out? I don't know. I don't
0: know. I don't know, but
1: he needs to stop um, Yeah, I don't
0: I don't like long hair Brad Pitt either, but it seems like other people do. Who? I don't know. Okay.
1: <laughs> I mean I've I heard didn't... things. He looks unkempt to me though.
2: Yeah, I didn't like it.
1: Uh James Corden, I didn't know he was straight.
0: Okay, so I was going to say that and I didn't know if it was appropriate. <laughs> 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 I had no idea. This man is straight with a wife. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I was like, oh, that's a wife-wife. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> um, in that, um... Oh, Mindy and Regina, I love the colors they wore. Mindy wore, like, a yellow. Mm-hmm. Regina wore, like, a blush pink.
0: Mm-hmm. And they
1: both looked amazing in it. Mm-hmm. Regina um, had the
0: same kind of like... Y- y'all can't see me pushing my boobs because <laughs> this is audio, but right, she had the same kind me. of like... <laughs> she had the same kind of like structure to her right. now that like Cynthia had to where it looked mm-hmm. like there may be a little boning in there, but mm-hmm. uh, she just looked glorious. Like,
1: she looked glorious. Um... So Lin-Manuel and his wife. I don't know why, but Lin just looked kind of goofy. <laughs> he always looks goofy. I was like, oh, they let the theater kid in.
0: <laughs> so you know that they're going to turn Hamilton into a movie. Yeah. And I tried to remember, I should have written it down, but he sold the what? rights to Disney for like this astronomical amount. And I was yeah. like, go ahead, Lin-Manuel.
1: And it's like the original cast.
0: Yes, so I'm assuming it's going to be in that stage format, like not a movie movie, but they're gonna make it a stage play on film. Like the live action type stuff. I'm guessing. I don't know. Uh, I hope that they do it that way because I don't want them to I
1: don't want them to lose. Anyway. So the thing about Hamilton was like it literally there was not much dialogue in it. Right in the play. And so like if you've heard the soundtrack basically
0: right. Play. I, f- I and, feel like I know the play.
1: <laughs> yeah, but like I think that's where Cats went wrong. is, like they added a lot of dialogue and yeah, it just yeah. So, I I trust that Disney and Lin-Manuel what they do with it. But that's not I what think I you're talking about <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> I'm sorry you know me I could go down that rabbit hole really quick um next up Billy Porter of course that's what I wrote <laughs> of course like, <laughs> like what else like, did you expect like his top reminded me of Trafalgar Square I think it was Trafalgar or it was over by Buckingham Palace at the very top of the um monument or statue was just like a gold bird. <laughs> it reminded me of him. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> So
0: you know, people tried to give him flack for wearing his tuxedo dress onto Sesame Street, and nobody cares. People, right. okay? He looked great, and I'm sure the kids loved it. Right. You
1: cannot try Billy again. Okay. Um, Quentin Tarantino. I really imagined him better looking than he actually was. <laughs> well, the thing Well, he's, he's never been he's never been nice looking, but he
0: is aging poorly. He is aging like milk.
1: It's like his face is curling or something. It's like as he says, It's never been attractive. So many, it's cuz he planned to say nigger so many times in the game. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. That's what it does to you. Right. That's what it does to you. Nigger, nigger, nigger. Okay. <laughs> um maya rudolph had this auntie dress <laughs> i don't know and i was like you know what
0: i'm not gonna say anything because it's maya but i don't know what it she's was doing <laughs> it was it was it was a lot um i also want to say uh sandra O. Oh. I loved mm-hmm. her dress it was very victorian yeah. Um, I mean, it, it was, was a little finger-over. ruffly and lacy for me, but yeah. I loved it on her. I thought it was a great look mm-hmm. and she was really, um, excited for Parasite winning as well.
1: Yeah. Um, America Ferrera was a really cute pregnant person. She was kind of like handmaiden type style, like <laughs> Victorian, maybe, but, but it was really cute. I really liked it. Um, yeah. I love Spike Lee's Kobe suit. You know he loved him some Lakers, and he yeah. <laughs> as a part of that, you had to love Kobe. <laughs> His wife looked really nice as well. She did. She did as well. Um. So I saw this picture of Robin Roberts and Mike Strahan, and I, thought I was yes. going to have to fight Robin, but apparently she's a lesbian, so we're good. <laughs> Are you just now knowing that? No, I've never like really been into her love life or anything. But I was just like, no, she's she. Too... It was a big deal. She kind of, sort of came out on the air, and it was a big deal. I I miss out, but but I did some deep googling, and I saw them on. (laughs) I saw them on a double date, and Michael Strahan. This is like a couple years ago, so Michael Strahan was with a twenty six year old, and they're like Robin Roberts with her age appropriate. Life partner. <laughs> I was like y'all. Y'all shady for that, but yeah, no. I, I they look cute I together. Yeah, they look good. It was a good mix, and I'm glad that she's not sleeping with my man. So that was that for the Oscars. Um, congratulations to. Matthew Terry and Toy Story 4 because
0: I love Toy Story 4. <laughs> um, I also really liked era's gown. I don't think it was in those pictures, okay. but I did see her on Instagram, mm-hmm. and I really liked her, gra- her gown. It was someone else I saw on Instagram that I didn't see. I don't remember, but I really liked hers because it was like... Was Charlize... Was she in this set of pictures?
1: Yeah, it was very like okay. simple, but lifted.
0: Like I, 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 I like the way she looked, dresses. even though I don't care for her anymore. Yeah. She looked really nice.
1: Yeah, it was, they had similar dresses, from what I saw. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, alright. So we are going to take a moment to hear from our sponsors, and we will be right back. Oh, okay. do, 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 do. Ah!
0: And welcome back. And now we are going to move right along into our someone something. So I really wanted to take some time and shine a little light on some black authors. And not just because it's Black History Month. I mean, it's probably something we should do more of anyway. So, dang it.
1: (laughs) Yes, eh?
0: Y'all, just forgive me because, like, I'm tired. And then Jen. And then I'm tired. <laughs> and then Jen. Okay. And Doyen knows me oh so well. So, wanted to shine a little light on Kiese Layman. Kiese is an American writer, editor, and professor of English and creative writing at the University of Mississippi. He's the author of a novel, Long Division, Two Memoirs, How to Kill Yourself Slowly and Others in America, and heavy, Layman's work deals with American racism, feminism, family, masculinity, geography, hip-hop, and Southern Black life. Lehman was born and raised in Mississippi and earned his Bachelor's of Arts degree at Oberlin College and his Master's in Fine Arts at Indiana University. He also attended Jackson State University, where his mother worked as a political science professor, and Millsaps college, where he was suspended for a year after taking a library book without checking it out. Y'all really need to read his memoir to get all the deets about that. His suspension followed ongoing criticism from the administration, including the president, George Harmon who believes his controversial pieces on race in the school newspaper adversely affected campus and alumni relations. His 2018 memoir, Heavy, deals with his difficult relationship with his mother, who instilled in him a love of reading and discipline and skill in writing, but who was in an abusive relationship and lived on very little money. And that really did have a big effect on essay. PSA um, has, is the winner of the Carnegie Medal for Nonfiction, the LA Times Isherwood Prize for Autobiographical Prose, Barnes & Noble Discover Award, and Audible's Audiobook of the Year. His memoir, Heavy, was also named one of the best books of 2018 by the New York Times, Publishers Weekly, NPR, Broadly, Library Journal, the Washington Post, Southern Living, Entertainment Weekly, San Francisco Chronicles, and The New Yorker Times Critics. So that was just a really small snippet into KSA Layman. Um Doy and I read uh, Heavy in a um small little book group and I really enjoyed it. Devin uh, so to call yes. you Devin. Doyen, what did you think about Heavy?
1: I like it. I want to say fantastic sometimes with like all the shade, but I realized that you, um, Sean and Robert would be the only person that got it from his Mill south But yeah, like there's a lot of times when it it got hard for me. Like I guess yeah. towards the beginning it was really hard for me. Yeah. Um, just hearing, you know, his stories of growing up. Um but he balances it out with just some really funny shit. Yeah. <laughs> I recommend more than like reading the book. I recommend listening to it on Audible because you can hear his voice, and I think it's just like a, it's an easier read.
0: Mm.
1: Um, That's true. Because I did
0: both. I read and listened, and it it his voice did help. Yeah, it did. What, it's what, what was the other thing they used to say? I it was, something else I used it was to say, just
1: fantastic, but... like had me. I was like, "Oh, I want to use fantastic in a shady way."
0: <laughs> um, to me, and he's a he's a he's a little piece older than me, but mm-hmm. to me, his story was just what I knew of a lot of stories growing up in small town Mississippi. So mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. I love the way he wrote about. Like it just takes a level of maturity yeah. to me for a man to write about a woman's issue. For him to yeah. be just so I'm sure that came with time. But yeah. when he, you know, gave recounts of his childhood friend, the the care that he yeah. gave to that. I've, even, I've
1: Yeah, even his situation with his mom, there's a lot of grace in how he speaks on yeah. how she asked yeah. him. And we can all see that, like, she was trying to do her best, but she failed miserably. <laughs> but, um. Well, I don't think she failed miserably, but. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think she fucked him up pretty bad. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, she was trying to do her best, but I don't think it was the best approach to raising him.
0: <laughs>
1: right. But. It
0: definitely left some scars, and I think also, and I. I don't remember his mother's response, but I do remember thinking that her response was better than I expected. Yeah. And uh, I appreciated her for her response to what he had to say because not all parents, a lot of times parents get so caught up, especially when you have younger parents like I did mm-hmm. and how and how KSA did. Sometimes parents get so caught up in, I was doing the best that I could and I I did the best I knew how that they don't really hear when we say I get that, but this is what it did to me.
1: Yeah. So but well, we also I appreciated that from her write whole books about the things they did to them, so. <laughs> And he, he he spoke with a lot of care
0: and yeah. I just thought that was really great. So check out KSA Layman. Um Check out Heavy K-Miana is the Audible. memoir I haven't read any of his other books but I definitely intend to especially Mm -hmm. that one that killing other people (laughs) I shouldn't say it like that the title is How to Slowly Kill Yourself and Others in America I do intend on reading that also his book um, Long Division Mm -hmm. is a kind of futuristic uh, sci-fi novel from what I understand so I might check that out as well
1: So, we're gonna move along to our poor life decision,
0: okay, guys. (sighs) I'm finna get deep on your ass, okay. (laughs) I'm finna like bear my all, okay. So, this week we're gonna talk about existential anxiety, and this is an issue that I have a lot of trouble with. So, what exactly is existential? We've all heard of like, oh, I'm having an existential crisis. Like, on uh, Avengers? Oh, which one? Not not the last one, but the next of the last one? Whatever it, it takes.
1: What? Infinity War. Sorry. Infinity no. War? <laughs> no, the, uh, the final movie was like, the tagline in the trailer was like, whatever oh. it takes. Whatever it takes. That's end game. Whatever it takes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Not not Endgame, but Infinity War. When, when
0: <laughs> Spider-Man, when he started to disintegrate, y'all, it kicked me into an existential crisis. I literally started bawling. There was this woman and her toddler in the theater, like, right next to me. The little kid was looking at me like he wanted to come and, like, rub my shoulder. It <laughs> felt so bad, but it was just like... Yeah. So anyway,
1: my feelings were severely hurt by that, but I didn't cry.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think I cried because it kicked me into that "oh my god, well, what would I do if this was me" thing, and I do that a lot, so that's why it affected me so. <laughs> so, what exactly is existential anxiety? To put it simply, existential anxiety is stress caused from questioning your existence. When you start questioning how you got here why you are here at this time, and what you're supposed to be doing with your life, it spirals into existential anxiety. Now, while this can cause extreme worry and stress, it can also help you work towards certain goals in life and give you a sense of purpose. (sighs) Okay, so let's talk about some symptoms. The symptoms are similar to the symptoms of general anxiety with a strong focus on worrying about your purpose in life, and what the future holds. One part that this article that the author leaves out is a huge part of existential anxiety is also being worried about what happens when you die. That's a huge part of it. And the author leaves that out. Okay, so some of those symptoms include avoidance of people or situations you once enjoyed, excessive worrying, tightness in the chest, increased heart rate, dizziness, nausea, trembling. Yes, yes, and yes. So we're going to so talk a little bit about how we cope with existential... I can't even talk now. Existential anxiety. So existential anxiety often stems from thinking too much about the future. Someone once told me that anxiety is being worried about the future and depression is dwelling on the past. And I so thought... sweet. me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What will your career be in 10 years? Will you be married? Will you have children? Will you be happy? If you think too much about all these things at once, they can become overwhelming. Instead of feeling as though you have no control over your life, there are simple ways you can start working toward long-term goals today. So start by thinking about what makes you happy. Make a list of everything you can think of that brings a smile to your face, no matter how big or small. Try to keep writing things down until you've filled an entire page with ideas. So guys, I think this is like the second week that we've come talking about keeping up with things that make you happy. You know, Doyen's only going to do 30 days of happiness. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why, but, <laughs> but uh, again, this is a really good idea. Like it it may not sound like much, but it really is
1: focusing on what makes you happy. It really works. It kind of makes me think of um, the Gabrielle Union book, where she is, uh-huh. <laughs> her list is real short to start, but like, imitation crab. And I was like, you know, I like imitation crab as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't always have to have the real crab. But Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know
0: what? Like- I, like, I like imitation crab if it's done properly, but I don't know how to do it properly. So when I buy it at the store and then try to like, lump it in a salad or
1: something it tastes awful. I, I'm a child so I literally buy it at the store and then like microwave some butter <laughs> and dip it in the butter and eat it. Yeah I'm my mouth child. just feel open. <laughs> but uh, even things like making lists. Making lists make me happy and so I would have the first thing on my list would be like making lists. <laughs> so you finally
0: filled in some things in her planner. <laughs>
1: And
0: her planner planner is so neat, though. It's like, (laughs) you can tell that that's a happy place for you because she's got stickers, like, everything is properly bulleted. If you look at my planner, now, I do use different color pens, but if you look at my planner, shit's all over the place.
1: (laughs) I would never use different color pens. (laughs) Never.
0: You just said that like pen. I'm poor. <laughs> you said that like Blue Ivy would say it, like
1: different color right. pen. <laughs> uh, I just need you to like buy some stickers, <laughs> use the same color pen, and we'll be fine. But, like
0: each color means something different, though, so it's not like willy nilly different colors. okay <laughs> Okay. so <laughs> okay look at the list that you made and ask yourself how many of these things you encounter daily if it's close to none try to find a way to incorporate those things more often so like you know for instance they give the example of reading perhaps you reading makes you happy but you really don't have a lot of time you know um so I'm going to give you two suggestions. The first one is one that the article gives and it's one that I do myself. Make sure you designate some time right before you go to bed to just read a chapter of a book, even if it's just one chapter. And, you know, that doesn't take a lot of time. That doesn't take a lot of time and it'll help you wind down. Another thing, uh, I think Doya mentioned this earlier in the show is getting used to audiobooks. It took me a while to get into audiobooks because I'm so easily distracted. And there's still certain types of books I can't listen to, mm-hmm. like uh, Harry Potter or anything like that that has a lot of moving pieces. I can't yeah. listen because I'll get distracted. But like, I love listening to autobiographies. That's mm-hmm. something you can, or, or just nonfiction. I like listening to nonfiction. That's something you can do in your car or during your commute if you catch the train or if you walk. You know, so it's like, find a way to incorporate the things that make you happy. Uh, They even said, like, you know, maybe you want to go sit by the lake and paint, and I thought,
1: that sounds so peaceful, and I would get so (laughs) pissed during that process. Right. Because what's in my brain is not going to match what's on the (laughs) camera. It (laughs) never does. It never does. Yeah. I also, like, Especially like when I was scrolling on Insta, like, especially when I'm tired, I start to check notifications like a mad person because <laughs> I just don't like all of those things online. So um, I stop and think, girl, like, you've already seen all these Instagram pictures. Go read. <laughs> yeah. Go read yeah. something. And reading yeah. has been such a solace in my life because even as a kid, like, I talked a lot and everybody doesn't really want to hear what I want to say. And so reading was a place in my imagination for me to go and imagine new worlds, um, learn empathy for things that didn't fully, like, affect me. So even, like, I remember I read Anne Frank at the age of Anne Frank writing the book. (laughs) And so, like, I understood, like, her issues and her problems, like, not being able to leave her home, you know, and, like, being in hiding because I was her age. And so um, this year, I'm actually, like, aiming to read only books written by people of color. Okay. <laughs> and so in that, I am trying to learn to empathize with situations that may not necessarily be mine, but there's a link as being a minority in a person yes. who's me. yes, yes. <laughs>
0: I do not read as much as I... I still read a lot, but I don't read nearly as much as I used to. And I think that my life being so stressful, uh, I think that's a reflection. I think Mm -hmm. that if I read more, I probably would stress less. Okay. (laughs) So, are your interpersonal relationships causing you existential anxiety? Oh, God. Whether you spent your entire (laughs) life dreaming about the day you'll get married... Or not giving it much thought. Chances are at some point you'll meet someone who you connect with. That initial spark can be both beautiful and terrifying. We've been so oversaturated by the typical Hollywood love story that when we find our perfect match, we may not even realize it. You may not have one soulmate and your true love may not look like a movie star. And if you spend your entire life looking for someone who ticks every single box, you may spend your life disappointed in everyone. If you found someone you click with, don't get rid of them just because it doesn't seem like a fairy tale romance. Now, listen up here. This is really important. On the other hand, don't stay in a relationship that you aren't satisfied with just because you're afraid of never finding anything else. I'm going to read that one more time. Do not stay in a relationship that you're not satisfied with just because you're afraid of never finding anything else. Settling is never the best option. There will always be someone and something new and exciting. I'm so glad that the Lord has not given me a settling spirit. And that's all I'm going to say on that.
1: The Lord gave me a spirit of trying to fix people who may not know (laughs) they're broken. (laughs) <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> That's all um, I say there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Will you have children? Will you travel? What does life have in store for you? Sometimes we're faced with so many decisions at once that we're unable to decide anything at all. Even something as simple as deciding what to eat for breakfast or where to spend our free time in the afternoon can seem daunting when dealing with existential anxiety. But making decisions helps you to progress. So it's important not to get too hung up on all the small details. Remember that making one decision doesn't necessarily close all the other doors. So, for example, like if you do have children, you can still travel. If you study a certain subject in college and then later on decide you want to do something completely different, you can do that. It may be complicated Mm -hmm. because the article says no problem. Now, I'm not going to say no problem because, listen, I recognize that there may be some problems, but what we're trying to tell you is it's never too late and mm-hmm. if you extend if you expand your imagination, you can always find ways of doing nearly everything you desire, just mm-hmm. maybe not always in the exact same way you envisioned it um so I'm gonna be really, really personal now and talk about having babies because. That is something that I have, that's just all I've ever wanted out of life is to be somebody's mama. I was not that girl. I didn't care about no wedding. You know how you have the girls in school who like map out their whole weddings. They write it out. They've got the color scheme, the songs, all that. I didn't care about none of that. I I think I kind of assumed a husband (laughs) would come along with it. I can see that being you two. I kind of assumed like, I mean, I guess I want a husband. That's fine if he's there, whatever. But all I wanted was a bunch of kids. And so now I have to come to terms with, you know, I can still do that, but it may not look the way I thought it would look. And that's not easy to get over because I did have a way that I wanted to look. I had a way I wanted this to work out. And we all know that life very often is like, well, fuck your plans. But... Sometimes it takes us being willing to say, you know what, just because things aren't working the way I thought they would or because it doesn't look the way I thought it would look, that doesn't mean I should sit here and be, I don't know, depressed about something that I think I can't have or I think I can't do because I absolutely still can. It just may not be in the fashion that I once envisioned.
1: Yeah, I think especially this recent job change has made me realize that like, yo, sometimes I think things are gonna work a certain way, and and then it doesn't. But then it still works in a way that I kind of imagined it to work. <laughs> <laughs> and so like I'm like, I mean honestly, I've been pushing the marriage deadline back forever, and yeah. the children deadline. I'm like, well, can't have a child without somebody else. Like <laughs> so, but you like, can. I, I can you may not I don't want, want to. to. Right. Right. <laughs> and so like even like having Roxy is like I didn't really expect to have a dog and I did. And I'm okay with, you know, learning and changing through that. <laughs> and I'm sure like I'm sure you put a lot of
0: thought into it. But it honestly felt like you decided like on Friday you wanted a dog, and then on Saturday you only got a damn dog, and I was that's like, "That's
1: exactly damn. what I did." <laughs> I was like, fast. <laughs> there was maybe no time why... <laughs> put into this. Like I am crazy, but <laughs> maybe that's why
0: I haven't gotten a dog because I keep giving myself time to think my way out of it. Because every yeah. time I decide, "Okay, now's the time," then I start thinking, "I don't, I don't, I'm not going to be able to clean up after a dog if it gets sick." Like, I don't yeah.
1: think I'm going Well, she's an adult, so she's usually fine. But, uh, yeah, like, even, like, kids. I tell people, I'm like, listen, a baby's just going to have to sneak up on me. Because I'm never going to think I'm ready for a kid. Yeah. <laughs> as long yeah. as, like, I'm physically healthy. And yeah. that's a lot coming with diabetes. But as long as I'm physically healthy and able to, like, not harm my baby because of my health it's just gonna have to seek up on me (laughs) because I'm not gonna ever be feel like fully ready I'm just not
0: (laughs) like I'll hear my friends say things like oh you know um Coco that's a dog Coco ate something bad and now she's sick and she's thrown up all over the place or whatever whatever and I'm just like I can't do it Mm -hmm. like I could clean up behind a child only because you're my child Mm -hmm. but if you weren't my child oh. <laughs> It would be very difficult. But I used to put patients like in the triage room and then they wait there for the nurse. Uh this lady was there with her baby and he was sick and she had to run back out to the car to get her um to get her insurance cards and stuff. And I said, Oh, just sit him in the chair, I'll watch him. So I'm in the triage room with him. He throws up <laughs> and I started backing away and he's like a toddler. He's like one or two. <laughs> He's reaching for me and I'm like shaking my head, backing away. <laughs> I feel so bad because it's like I can deal with anything. I can clean up poop. I can I can do anything, but something about throw up I just can't. And yeah. like I've I'm the oldest of six kids. I've cleaned up plenty of throw up. Mm-hmm. But it was a task. And there are a lot of times when I also wrenched <laughs> from cleaning it up. So it's like it's just a chore, and I know I wouldn't be
1: able to do that with a dog. I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah. Um, so far, she hasn't gotten sick, but it's just like my love for her overwhelms me so much <sighs> yes. to the point. That like, and literally, people
0: tell me, yeah,
1: yesterday, just today, it was cold and rainy, and I was like, I hate being out here in this cold, but I want her to make sure she's not uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm a sap. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Doyen literally was like, I think I want a dog. And then the next day was like, I got a dog.
1: Right. And she was crazy and she bit me, but it's okay.
0: <laughs> so let's talk about some ways we can treat existential... uh. Sorry.
1: Existential anxiety.
0: <laughs> Eating less has made me such a cheap drunk. <laughs> I'm telling you, two drinks and I am done.
1: You gonna die in this mad dog episode? <laughs> oh God! Oh God!
0: I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to break the fast on on that one. Okay. So anyway, both antidepressants and
1: benzodiazepines. I like medication.
0: <laughs> may be prescribed for more severe cases of ex- existential anxiety. Antidepressants work to restore proper levels of serotonin, noradrenaline, and dopamine in the brain. While benzos (laughs) are minor tranquilizers and promote a feeling of relaxation and should only be used for short periods of time since they can become addictive.
1: And they don't solve the underlying issue. Sativas, But um, (laughs) the word that she's trying to say is benzo... Dia okay. I
0: I was I thought you were gonna like fix it right after I said it. That's why I paused. Mm-hmm. I, and then I thought, oh, maybe she didn't know either.
1: <laughs> no, nah, I was looking at something else. <laughs> ADD. So cognitive behavior therapy is also <laughs> another form of
0: treatment. Cognitive cognitive behavior therapy is also another form of treatment. It acknowledges that how we think and behave affects our overall emotions. The first step is identifying negative thought patterns, then challenging them by considering how realistic they are, then replacing those negative thought patterns with more positive ones. The sessions will be different for everyone based on individual needs. CBT often incorporates relaxation and breathing techniques to help alleviate symptoms of anxiety. So, that is the type of therapy that I have received in the past, and it helps me a lot.
1: It helps me a lot. So, high key and low key, that's probably what I need, but I just put a band aid on everything. Medication. <laughs> so,
0: I that is I just... a poor life decision. We're trying to fix <laughs> ourselves, not patch ourselves up.
2: Mm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> y'all should say the way Dory's looking at me but you know yeah. we're all more inclined to you know my my general doctor tried to persuade me for years <laughs> to go to therapy and I was like I'm just gonna drink and she was like no that's <laughs> part of the problem I want you to stop drinking so much and I was like no <laughs> no
1: thank you, <laughs> thank you. <laughs>
0: Gotta smoke a little, drink a little, it'll be all right. (laughs) (laughs) Existential anxiety may not ever completely go away, and that's okay. Without a bit of anxiety over our purpose and future, we would never make any progress, and that is so true for me. Mm -hmm. The important thing to remember is that you are in control of your own life. Grounding techniques are a great place to start when you're dealing with anxiety. These techniques are designed to help ground you in the world and take power away from your anxiety.
1: That's the five things, right? Like five things you see, four things yes. you feel, three things yes. you smell, two things and one thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <That's... laughs> yes. Look at look
0: at Doyen remembering.
1: <laughs> yeah, I make up things every single time. I'm like That's five things I see. (laughs) (laughs) three things I feel. (laughs) It it changes every single time, but it's okay. Listen, (laughs) I do too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Self-care is another important consideration. If you aren't taking the time to care for yourself, you won't have the energy to deal with your anxiety. Make sure your batteries are fully charged each day by taking a few minutes to think about you. Um, so my mom pointed out to me the other day that what I call self-care is actually self-destruction and Mm. it hurt my feelings.
1: That's rude. And and
0: (laughs) then when I thought about it, I was like, "Mm, she may be right. (laughs) (laughs) Like to me, self-care is like spending the day in bed, watching Netflix, eating popcorn and wine. And my mom was like, sure, if you do that on a Saturday, but you can't do that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. <laughs> and I was like, "But why not?" <laughs>
1: <Right>. It's
0: self care. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, oh. I think especially with our generation, it's like we gotta realize that like self care is a thing, but we also need self discipline. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, yes. You know, those are both <laughs> things that you need in your life. <laughs> I think we like to care that language. <laughs> and not discipline, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so to wrap things up, the author just reminds us that existential anxiety doesn't have to control your life. With a little help, you can overcome the suffering brought about by this condition. So, you know, message us, email us, let us know what you think about existential. I, I feel like that is a type of anxiety that people in our age group specifically, mm-hmm. probably suffer from because we're all starting to, whether you're on the low end of our age group or the higher end, mm-hmm. we're all starting to reach phases where we're considering like, okay, what is my purpose in life? What am I supposed to be doing while I'm here? Um, When am I going to, or am I supposed to have a family? Yeah. How do I make that happen? What happens when I die? How can I prevent myself from dying? Like, all these things are things that people in our range, like, mull over. And so, we just want to encourage you to first read the article, but also, like, get some help because
1: it's rough out here. Yeah, I think when it comes to purpose, there's a lot of push to find our purpose. And I'm like, some of us, it's going to come with time. Um, I think necessarily when it comes to the Bible, I think about Sarah of the Bible with Abraham. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, they got a glimpse of their purpose. But then Sarah locked into that purpose to the point where she, like, hurt herself trying to pursue that purpose before God, Mm -hmm. you know, made that purpose happen. And so, like, for me, I'm not really a big person about pushing purpose because I'm like I'm gonna get where I need to go no matter what I do (laughs) because I think that's just how life is you know and so like I try not to like a lot I feel like a lot of like life coaches and things like that are pushing like finding your purpose I'm like I'm gonna get there whenever (laughs) and I'm not gonna stress myself about about it (laughs) well see
0: I I was I'm a little different I felt like for me, I don't, I don't really care what other. I mean, not to say I don't care, but you know, mm-hmm. whatever works for the next person works for them. But I needed to know my purpose, and I went mm-hmm. through this, I went through this thing. This was like, like ten, fifteen years ago. It was a long time mm-hmm. ago when I went through this phase where I felt like I was wasting my time because mm-hmm. I thought that I was not fulfilling my purpose.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But then once I I started going to a Bible class at a different church mm-hmm. and for that Bible class, they were reading Purpose Driven Life and, you know, good book, but it didn't tell me anything that I didn't necessarily really right. know, but it was mm-hmm. something about reading it. I think that made me realize I am fulfilling my purpose. I was fulfilling my purpose and what I was mm-hmm. doing, it just didn't look the way I thought it was going to look. I wasn't doing it the way I thought that I was going to be doing it. But yeah. I am doing it. And so that makes things a lot easier for me.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I don't, I didn't, I didn't view my purpose as a place to get to, if that makes mm-hmm. sense.
2: Yeah.
0: I just, I just wanted to do, my main goal was, it still is, I want to do what God put me on this earth to do. Mm-hmm. And that was where I felt like, oh, I'm wasting time. I, yeah. I I want to do what I'm supposed to be doing. And then it just took some time for me to realize you, you are doing it. You're doing, you are doing exactly. You've always known what your purpose was mm-hmm. and you are doing it. Cause I thought for one while I was like, well, maybe I got it wrong. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. I don't know what my purpose is, but I did. And I'm doing what I always saw myself doing. Just not through the vehicle. I saw myself doing it through.
1: Yeah. Um, A few years ago, I thought that like, my purpose was to help create a church. And so growing up as Southern Baptist, I feel like, you know, as a woman, I can't lead a church. And so I thought that wow. I had to marry a man who was a pastor. Um, I have since learned a churchman and shit. <laughs> I love and so, you right. married to a pastor. I don't want to be a pastor, <laughs> so I... And and so like I've learned to this day, like I feel like part of like what makes me happy is creating. And so like, you know, graphic design, you know, things there's things that I love doing and I think I could mm-hmm. see myself in helping to create a church in that way. And it doesn't mean that I had to be a pastor's wife. And so that's what I mean by like purpose. So Sarah knew that like God said that Abraham was to, you know, birth all these people. And so because she knew she was barren, she brought her, you know, slave or whatever mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. have a child yeah. with Abraham. And then Abraham, like, the girl, like, mistreated her. And it's because we're yeah. women and we want to plan every single thing out. <laughs> and at the end of the day, it's like, we can't. Plan every single thing out because it's not yeah. the way that we're meant to it's not the way that god intended for us you know <laughs> like or
0: what yeah. i got from that was slightly different and it's also what i got from figuring out my purpose like you said mm-hmm. is still slightly different i think people try to be too specific mm-hmm. and i think that's what happened with sarah yeah she tried to be too specific and i think that and i think that people just try to zone in on this one thing right. but your your that doesn't have to be your passion it doesn't have to be so singular you know i felt like i always knew what i wanted to do with my life mm-hmm. and i felt like that centered around helping others right. and not just helping others but fighting for others specifically mm-hmm. for people who weren't capable of fighting for or defending themselves and by the way, I never wanted to be a lawyer. That's not where I'm going with this, okay. <laughs> but but I am a horrible lawyer because I would be like, because, damn. <laughs> 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 anyway, but I'm just saying, I think that people get too specific,
3: right. and
0: that's what causes us to be in such a anxiety, an existential anxiety mm-hmm. field, like rage, because we're trying to get to this one thing, and it's like Doyon said. Mm-hmm. Do it naturally and you'll get there. Whatever it is you're supposed to be doing as right. long as you approach life with a pureness and like if you're approaching life with that sincere, you know, uh, endeavor to do what it is you're supposed to do, you'll get there. And yeah. you may already be there just not
1: the way you thought it would be. Yeah. 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 So I think we all have our ways of coping and I think like like I said, for me, like, I prescribe every single thing that I think is going to happen and that it's never happened that way. And so, <laughs> as I grow up, I'm like, well, you know, I know I like this thing and I can pursue this thing and within that thing, maybe it might lead to another thing and another thing. And so, like, I'm very regularly taking a step back and be like, okay, well. Just do this thing that you like <laughs> and see what happens from there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: All right, Doyen. So we're going to move on to our favorite part of this show. the show. They'll buy you a drink. So, Doyen, who are you buying a drink for?
1: Um... <laughs> So, I'm gonna buy a drink for Marco Polo, my nine sister, Becca, and Jessica. <laughs> so Becca That's a was lot. like, "Yeah, so Marco Polo is an app, and basically you can video chat each other, okay. and so Becca was like, "Hey, let's get on this app and, and it's like at first we like started talking, and Becca was like, "Oh my God, what am I doing?" And I was like, wait, you can't, like, ask us to talk on an app with you. It's like a video chat app. Uh-huh. You can't ask us to talk on an app with you and it'd be like, why are y'all talking to me? <laughs> 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 it's just like, okay, y'all cool. <laughs> but it's just, like, a really cute, like, it's a really quick way to just record a video and then, like, they can see it later on. And so, like, we okay. just do silly stuff, like, I'm, like, walking, Roxy of Hi, um, Jessica's like talking to her doll. Uh, Becca's just talking to us about life. <laughs> you know, like it's just really, it's a really great way to like relate with each other Cute. when we can't see each other all the time because they're all the way in another state and I'm here. <laughs> and so it's just I, I love being able to see them and talk to them and do the shit.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you explained that because I really thought you were talking about like Marco Polo. <laughs>
1: Marco
0: Polo. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the game.
1: Oh. A Which game. in like essence the, the way you
0: describe the way you describe what you're doing on the video chat, I mean, that kinda sounds like when you play Marco Polo.
1: So You should download it. It'll be great.
0: <laughs> sure. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, uh they went swimming somewhere in Marco Polo.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to buy a drink for my secretary. So I have a new secretary. <laughs> and I know y'all think I run through secretaries like mad crazy, but honestly, I don't. It's just that I'm really good at hiring people and I'm really good at picking like good people. And so my supervisor um, made me switch with him. <laughs> so now I have a new secretary. And I was really worried about it at first, but when I tell you she's been amazing, and she's mm-hmm. really stepped in and like, I had these protocols all over the floor in my office. They were actually all over the floor because I was looking for one in particular, but then I left them there and I was like, I'll come back and do it later. And she's just like, <laughs> I know it sounds like a small thing to say. My secretary came and filed some things because that's what the secretary is supposed to do. But I don't, I've never had a secretary who just kind of like took initiative and did things. That needs mm-hmm. to be done. I've always mm-hmm. had to give direction. Mm-hmm. So it's working out really well and I would just like to buy her a drink. She loves margaritas. So I'll buy her a picture of margaritas. Mm. So guys, that's it for tonight. Um, Toya, why don't you tell the people how they can get
1: in contact with us? Alrighty. So we are on the Instagram it is poor life decision. One decision because we changed them. One at a time. I'm sorry One if the decision sounds weird because also these aligners so have moved my teeth to a different way. <laughs> I don't know how to say words anymore. <laughs> um, it's also our Etsy page name. Um, we're also on Twitter as the PLD Pod. Not the PLD Pod. As PLD Pod. <laughs> uh you can email us at hello at poor life com. uh we're so ready for you to tell us you know what decisions you would like to talk about we would definitely love to help you in any way we can um, mm-hmm. you can send us an owl because I've been listening to Harry Potter lately. (laughs) (laughs) Don't send us a pigeon because we don't trust them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's about it. Those are all the ways. I don't really know how to read smoke signals. And so, yeah.
0: I also don't know Morse code, although I I, I knew a little bit in high school, but I don't anymore. So please don't do that either. (laughs)
1: Mm, I only so, know Christian words in sign language cuz I use That's right. Praise, the worship, <laughs> dance. <team. laughs>
0: I know the alphabet, so if you spell it out really slowly.
1: <laughs> if you're so, signing the words to Mary did you know to me, I know it. <laughs> <That's>
0: it. <laughs> Somebody's going to do that and we're going to be tickled. <laughs> I
1: Mary, mean, like, hey, did you know? <laughs>
0: guys, we thank you once again for hanging in there with us during our drunken (laughs) tirade. I'm telling you, this whole new lifestyle, Doyen won't admit it, but I think eating less is affecting her too. (laughs) It's
2: it's definitely making me a very cheap (laughs) (laughs) drunk.
0: So, guys, we thank you for tuning in. Please remember to moisturize, drink water, call your person, Yes. Thanks, Tracy.
1: It's, it's um, cold weather season, and so check yes. in with your people. Yes,
0: take some vitamin C you know? and D. And...
1: Behave. As black people, can't help it. we are you never. Vitamin D. We don't go outside, and we need vitamin D. It is important. We're not I don't like about my dick. vitamin
0: D outside. <laughs>
1: We are not talking about penis. I'm talking about vitamin D. It'll make you happier, and it's good for you. Also, take milk thistle because it's good for rampant drinkers.
0: That sounds gross.
1: (laughs) We love you guys. It's a pill. I can't taste it. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. okay we love you guys good night, night
1: bye get up pe Becky toothpate it
3: back money more toate money put them up on the plate put them up baby shaking in the way she shake hit the flashlight to see her face flash and she looking like a snack cute Birkin bag on the way I be
2: safes <laughs>